Welcome to the Passive Income MD Podcast, where we talk about creating your ideal life through multiple streams of income. If you enjoy hearing about this stuff, make sure to hit subscribe. Now let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of the Passive Income MD Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, just want to give you a warm welcome. I'm your host, Peter Kim, and today we have a real treat in store for you. Today, we're taking you back to our recent conference called PIMDCon 2023, the Physician Real Estate and Entrepreneurship Conference. We heard from some amazing speakers, and we also had the privilege of hosting some really awesome panel discussions on real estate and entrepreneurship. Today, you're going to get to hear the panel discussion titled, How I Got Started in Real Estate. I know this is relevant for so many of you out there. For those of you who couldn't attend, or for those who love to relive the experience, this is your chance to dive into the inspiring stories and journeys of real estate professionals, maybe one step, five step, 10 steps ahead of you. They'll be sharing how they got started, the challenges they faced, and some of the pivotal moments that helped shape their path into the world of real estate. This is a slightly longer episode, so I know you're going to enjoy and get so much value from it. So let's dive right into the panel discussion, how I got started in real estate. Enjoy. All right. What makes this panel special is that these are all physicians. (laughs) They're all physicians. Uh, Some, again, at different stages of their experience, but all have, uh, in my opinion, figured out why they're doing this. And they figured out strategies to kind of get started. So I'm going to let you guys start introducing yourself. Uh, Victor, do you mind just giving us a, a one minute uh, kind of introduction and who you are and a little bit about what you have right now in terms of your portfolio? Uh, I'm Victor Mangona, a radiation oncologist in Texas, private practice, specialized in uh, brain tumors and pediatric tumors. I've uh, been investing in real estate for around eight years now. Um, I'm SEC registered fundraiser for uh, syndications, li- invest as a limited partner, have been a general partner in syndications, uh, and own a few midterm rentals. Um, I also have uh, a YouTube channel, about 200 different financial videos uh, available online. Awesome. Does somebody might close that door for me? Okay. Thank you. All right. Mamta? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm board certified internal medicine physician who uh, almost... A month ago, if you asked me, I would say that I have retired from medicine, but I just started doing some PRN shifts. So I'll call myself a PRN hospitalist right now. And also land investor. I have other active rental portfolio. I have notes portfolio, which I keep with me as well. But basically, I focus more on active land investing, where we would do active buying and selling land flipping model. And we have flipped more than 120 land pretty much in the last three years, mostly in pandemic. Awesome. Thank you. Jordan, how about you? I'm Jordan Fry. Uh, I'm a full-time practicing plastic surgeon. I specialize in breast and extremity reconstruction. Um, and my wife and I have been investing about since 2020. So like three, almost four years now. We have eight properties now. We invest, if you look at the list, in one of the worst markets uh, in the world, Buffalo, New York. But we've found a, a very successful niche there. And so we're eight properties and we cash flow about 11,000 a month from those properties. Awesome. Christina. Hey everyone. Thank you, Peter, for inviting me here, by the way. And I just want to say I'm um, very humbled to be here uh, sharing the stage with these amazing people. Um, I'm a cardiologist. I live in Phoenix with my husband, who's also a physician and our five and eight year old boys. Um, we were on a pursuit for time freedom and, 
Um, we uh, invest in small multifamilies, and we also invest passively in multifamily syndications as well as alternative assets. All right, thank you so much. So you can see we have a people uh, uh, here of varying interests. A lot of them are involved in active things, are involved in passive things. Um, let's start with it. Let's start with Victor. You started with active or passive. What was the very first thing you did? First thing was my own condo I bought in medical school, which I planned to become a long-term rental when I left. And so I started off on the active side on a small one bedroom. Did you did you think of that as like an investment or? For you, did you think like that's, you know, was it was it a long-term plan to make it a big portfolio or was it just just happened that you had a condo and you moved out, you know, you moved on and you kept it? No, the, the plan was to buy it as my first investment property. Um, uh, my parents had a couple rentals that I kind of grew up alongside and we did a lot of the self-management. My dad would take us there on the weekends and we'd have to do some chores. Um, so I was already used to the idea. And when I bought my first property, uh, I went into it with the mindset of I'm going to buy something cheap that will cash flow well in the future. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the PIB podcast, where we try to educate and we connect you to the best resources possible to help you get where you want to be. Today's episode is sponsored by DLP Capital. Now, if you didn't already, DLP stands for Dream, Live, and Prosper. I love it. I mean, these are the keywords that really describe this wealth creation company. They're dynamic. They focus on passive real estate investing, and they specialize in direct lending, property management, and construction. So there are a ton of unique investment opportunities for all investors. You don't need to worry about the day-to-day, which I, you know, absolutely I love because it's passive. They will handle all the property management. They've got it all covered. Now they're committed to delivering attractive returns, providing unmatched transparency, which is absolutely important, and then placing your success at the forefront of their business. This is an investment company that not only understands real estate, they absolutely know that, but they understand the value of your trust. I know this from being an investor for years. Now the best part, they're not just for real estate moguls. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just getting started, DLP Capital, they've got a range of options tailored to suit your financial goals. Now dream big, live fully, and get ready to prosper with DLP Capital. Just visit dlpcapital.com today if you want more info. Again, that's dlpcapital.com. So let's get back to the program. Thanks so much. Jordan, how about you? Why did, why did you start with uh, with rental real estate? What was, what was the whole goal behind all that? I started, it was it was really kind of at the beginning. My story's out there, but I, I had no financial sense at all. And I just started learning about this stuff. And I saw people like you and of course, my first reaction was, I can't do this. But then I, I kept seeing it and hearing it. So I went to my wife and I was like, we need to invest in real estate. And her reaction was like, are you kidding me? We, <laughs> I, I, I had just moved. We had just moved to, from New York City to Buffalo, like still had tons of debt, all this stuff. But to her credit, she stuck with it. And our goal was just to create an alternative you know, source of cash flow. We wanted it to align with other principles. You know, we decided we were going to invest in the city that we we're living in, where I'm from, uh, to create affordable housing and and build up the city. And also, again, to to replace eventually our clinical, my clinical income. She was working as a professor, um, so that was the goal. And we we bought one duplex to start. One duplex to start. Amta, what was that first deal for you? So for me, it was land flipping because I bought and sold the land to make a profit. Um, because, you know, when I was working as a hospitalist, I noticed that I was switching jobs to jobs just because I was diagnosed with autoimmune illness and I had a special need kiddo. It was very hard to kind of find that balance. So I was like, how can I replace my clinical income as fast as I can and get that time freedom 
so that I can focus on my own health and my daughter who needed it the most at that time. So my first was just a land flip where I made 10K profit. Well, why, why did you decide on land flipping? Of all the things you yes. can think about to start in real estate, why why land flipping? How, you know, you I was very financially naive. I graduated in 2012 and it seemed like in uh, by 2020, when I was like, I was, I had decided to become a land flipper. I didn't have much money saved in to even buy a rental, and I didn't realize even the basics of that. And I didn't have that six figures going in and getting that ten percent cash and cash. I was like, I need to replace. If the income is not ten k, it doesn't mean much to me. So within a few months, with a land flip, we can buy and sell it at the fast pace, which was able to just give me that like ten k, twenty five k. Why did you even hear about that? I mean, if, uh, how many of you have heard of land flipping or are pretty comfortable with that, right? I mean, how did you even hear about that? You know, yeah, that's interesting. One of my husband's friend, he started this as a side gig and he started to talk about his deal where he made 45K in his deal it with just one flip. I was like, wow, 45K, even if I buy the rental or even as a physician, amount of hours I have to work to make that 45K because I was working as a full-time nocturnist at that time. And in the nighttime, you know, like things are slow. You go in that mode, like, what are you doing in your life? Like, what, what do you need? I'm getting one from life. And I realized that, that gosh, like, I don't want to be up whole night like that to make that up money. So when I heard 45K and I did my calculation, like how many hours of those nights I'll have to work to make that 45K? And I was like, okay, whenever I'm off now, I have to figure this thing out. And that's when I started to kind of do that. Awesome. Christina, what was your first real estate uh, investment and, and why'd you get into it? So um, how I got into real estate is probably a story that many of you can relate to, but just briefly, I mean, I always wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. I love cardiology. Uh, eight years ago, I finished fellowship and I made it right. Uh, I became that doctor. I got my goal. I should be so happy. But early on, I just, I had that constant question that kept coming in my mind. Is this it? Is this really my life? And so at that time, we also had little kids, by the way, and thank God for, my, for grandparents, but grandparents were also raising them. So I struggled to balance being a good mom, a, a good wife, a good cardiologist. And so I pushed through because I felt like I couldn't really talk to anyone about it. And 2020 comes and it's obviously bad for everybody. And I think I saw on social media, Peter's uh, Leverage and Growth Summit, free, virtual. <laughs> and it was just blinders coming off. You know, there were so many physicians that were just like me and I had no idea. And they were just, they literally changed, you know, they're changing their lives, investing in real estate. And so that's when that idea got implanted, that curiosity that there's possibilities out there. And so we ended up educating ourselves. We got into active first, uh, my husband and I. It just resonated with me. I wanted to get my hands dirty. I felt like that was the best way to learn. And the real estate professional status, being able to uh, shelter our active income was very appealing, even though we didn't qualify. Um, but along the way though, you know, when market changed and we were unable to find something in, my, in our buy box, we decided to diversify and got into um, some passive deals or syndications. Awesome. I mean, I think people see you on the other side of it. And I think people wonder, like, how did you get over that initial hump? Like that very first deal and you guys have done it. But I don't think we can, um, you know, emphasize enough how important or how difficult oftentimes it is to make that first step and that first leap. So 
what was that for you? Like what was keeping you or what was the struggle that you had? Like the thought maybe? And, and how did you overcome that? Let's start with Victor. Well, getting my first property was uh, late in 2006 uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and, and I was looking for like a condominium for myself. I was like, if I can find a place that's cheaper than the apartment I'm renting, then this will definitely make sense. But finding something that cheap, I mean, I was broke, okay? I had no money. I had probably less than $10,000 in cash. And this is after having worked as a high school teacher for two years and made no money doing that. So um, I had no money. I was in school. But at that time, it was easier to get a mortgage. So I had to find a place I could afford. It was $60,000. Um, and I was able to get it with like 5% down um, and somehow qualify despite having no income whatsoever. Um, but uh, Different time. It was a different time. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yes, I mean, looking back on it, I was like, who would lend to me at that time? That's crazy. Um, but that was the hardest thing was finding something that I could afford that would cash flow. Um, and then, you know, getting it. But was there any fear for you when, when you did that? Like uh, At the beginning, no, because I was like, well, I'm going to pay rent anyway. And I already was able to get out of my other apartment. So at that time, the downside risk was small and it was $60,000. I knew that this would easily rent out in the future. Um, but also at that time, our lifestyles were uninflated, which is the easiest time to get started, right? right. And you can actually buy something cheap and potentially house hack from the beginning. Mm. Hey, Mamta, what was that for, you know, when you made your first land purchase, I know that couldn't have been easy. Yeah. So, so what, what thoughts did you have to ultimately battle? I say, what did you have to overcome and how did you get past that? You know, like the, the process of the model, which I was trying to kind of copy was a land flipping model where you have to kind of reach out to the land owners and then kind of, you know, directly negotiate with them and stuff like that. It requires the whole system where like you get the list of the land owners, you have your own criteria. And it was like almost a month of work to even before you do the direct marketing to them. So it was really very hard and complex. I took a, like an online course, which had no life element to it. Everything was just recorded and everything was very dull, boring to look at the Excel, you know, the filter, the list and this, that, and that, that was all very new for me. And I didn't know how to create a skeletal system behind a business which I was trying to kind of build. So I was not looking at the land which was listed in the market. I had to create that whole system, choose my market and everything. But I was like, I knew that's for somebody else it was working. So I had to just take it whenever I was off, even if it was in the middle of the night, I was just doing those things like getting the list, you know, the printing it and just trusting the process to kind of see if it will even work. I never like delegated anything to everybody like or hired any help at that time. I just kind of spend my own hours and then kind of just kind of, yeah. and then in first marketing campaign, we got three deals, which got us a profit of like 25 gave within four months. And then I realized, okay, this works now. Finally, I know it works now. What was that? What was the size of the first check you wrote? Um, it, it was pretty close to around like, I think the net which we got was like around 8K after all the closing and everything. And then I was like, oh, to make 8K probably as a hospitalist, to get that net amount, I'll have to probably- work. But how much did you make to invest first? Again, maybe we don't understand Th your That was but... not much because, yeah. you know, we started in 2018. At that time, the market was not that inflated the way it is right now. And we went for a very small parcels because I knew I didn't have a big budget to start with. So the markets, what we chose was the buy price was around like $1,000 and the market value of that was around 15 to 20K. And we were selling it a little discounted so we could make like 10K profit really fast. 
So it was even less than 10K, including all the LLC and the cost and everything. Wow. So it was less than 10K. So okay. Is it fair to say that you 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 started with a small investment that you felt Very comfortable small. doing? Yes. And you were able to do that. Okay. And awesome. put my time in. Time in. Okay. Jordan, how about you? Like, what would it feel like to make that first investment? Yeah. You obviously were talking to your wife and there were some... Probably good discussions it, there. It's terrifying. But... I I call it like the oh shit moment, which we worked really hard to to look at a lot of deals and, and try to find one. And we had a bunch of offers that weren't taken. And then we and we were disappointed. And then we finally got the one that was. And we looked at each other and we're just like, what did we get ourselves into? Now we're we're in it. Um, and it was scary. And I think if you don't have that scary moment, you're probably doing something wrong. But we were we were scared of losing money, of getting in over our heads. We took a long time to um, come to terms with the concept of, wait, we're taking out more debt to get out of the debt that we're already in. That's kind of a, a mind twister at first until you really understand it. Um, and the way we got past that, because we had all the same fears as anyone else, but we we set a pretty hard deadline of we said, okay, we're we're going to learn about this for a few months. And once we get to that point, we're going to buy a place. And it may not be perfect. Obviously we had our criteria. We weren't just like, we're going to buy anything, but we said, you know, we're not looking for perfect. We're looking for good. Um, and, and we're just going to do it. And so we bought a place that was, we ended up getting a hundred, getting it for 174,000, um, you know, 25% down. We did pretty much all the rehab, which was light rehab and painting ourselves, which after that, we decided we don't want to do that anymore. Um, but we learned from that and then we kept, we got another one like six months later and, and we just kind of slowly kept taking those steps forward and you learn and get more comfortable to then where it's not a big thing. And it's, it's just like medicine. It's like your first night or whatever your first day as a resident, you're just like, what, what do I do? And you figure it out somehow. It's the same thing. Hey everyone, I have a question for you. What if there was a way to make your money work for you instead of the other way around? Let me ask you, are you looking for a way to create passive income and secure your financial future. Or maybe you've stayed away from real estate because you don't have time to be a landlord. Then I wanna introduce you to Passive Real Estate Academy. It's the revolutionary platform that we created that teaches you how to invest in real estate passively with little or no effort on your part. In just four weeks, our comprehensive course will teach you everything you need to know about passive real estate investing and help build that confidence in you so that you know that you're making a great investment choice. We created this course for busy people like you, and we're gonna guide you from every step of the way, from understanding the, even the most basic information to understanding the jargon and understanding underwriting so you can make sure that you're making a great investment, that you're maximizing your returns and minimizing your mistakes. And the best part, you can do this all from the comfort of your own home with absolutely no prior experience required. So it's time to prepare yourself and learn so that you can be ready for these deals that you see because the time is coming. So don't let the demands of your job or the current economic climate dictate your financial future. So join Passive Real Estate Academy and build that confidence to know that you're making a great investment when it comes to syndications and funds. So visit our website at PassiveRealEstateAcademy.com to learn more and take your next step to financial freedom. Sheena, how, how did you get over that initial hurdle of getting to your first investment? Yeah, it was a lot of fear. Um, just like Jordan said, right. Am I going to fail? Am I going to lose money? It's too risky. And I'll be honest, a few years ago, my husband wanted to invest in stocks and I was that person stocks. How am I, we're going to lose money. Um, so, uh, definitely a lot of fear, but 
through this community, we learned about, you know, our values and our why and why we were doing this. And there was a lot of amazing people who are actually here at this conference who really gave us that vision of all the possibilities. And so we focused on that, which was our family, our kids, experience, time. And that's what pushed us through and we got through all the hurdles, all the fear. Mm. Do, you, do, you really think, uh, do you mind sharing maybe uh, a mistake or something that you would have done a little bit differently for people? Christina, can I start with you? Like maybe with that first investment, something that you did learn, something that you would have done a little bit differently either in terms of the time of the investing or how you did it or anything you might be want to share? I guess I would say not mistakes, but something that maybe I would have done differently. We've all heard about the analysis paralysis. I mean, I wanted everything to be so perfect. And so, I mean, my husband and I, we spent, I think almost a year just reading books, going to conferences, courses, a lot of podcasts. And so we just kind of got stuck in that and that, uh, that paralysis for a little bit. But again, we started engaging the community and really tapping into um, at people that are here to move forward and propel us. And so that's how we kind of uh, got through it. But if I was going to do it again, I would say it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to take one step. You don't need to know all the steps. You don't have to have the full blueprint. Just take that one step at a time. All right, Jordan, how about you? Any, any big mistakes you want to share with people? Yeah, definitely. Or small mistakes. A, a lot of mistakes. Um, and, and I continue to make mistakes. Um, I think some of the biggest, uh, we, we've underestimated like capital expenses, uh, for sure. We've, um, you know, thought we got pretty good at, at looking at properties ourselves and, and waived inspections and then had things come up. Um, we've, my wife and I still manage largely ourselves. Um, so we've placed tenants that were not good. We've made all those mistakes and you learn from them. None of them are like fatal flaws or anything like that. You know, you build in for those mistakes. Even with all those things, all of our properties still uh, all have and continue to cash flow like 10 to 20%. So, um, so yeah, lots of mistakes that'll happen and you need to make those to learn along the way. You try to minimize them. But no matter how much you prepare, you're still going to make some. Mom, mm. any mistakes? Want to share um, quickly? For me, I think uh, not focusing on one thing. Like after I, I had success at land, I started to kind of just get that shiny object syndrome. And then I got some long-term rental. I got some short-term rental. I got some mid-term rental. And I think that slowed the speed of the growth, which I wanted to see. So I really think sometimes we need to just kind of just narrow it down and focus on one thing which we like, which fits our need, rather than like, oh, let's diversify. Like, let's do everything, a little bit of everything. I think I, I wish I was just kind of more focused to start with. Got it. How about you, Victor? Uh, there's always a lot of little mistakes. Um, and, a, and a quick side tangent associated with this, I, I thought about is, you know, I, I take care of cancer patients and I have to go through all these potential side effects of treatment. Um, and always I'm constantly reinforcing the side effects of the treatment are overwhelmingly going to be less than the side effects of the cancer you have. Okay. So this is how we have to think about everything. It's a cost benefit, right? And so I can list off so many mistakes that we could have made, but the biggest mistake was actually just not buying more earlier. Um, I was in Detroit during the recession. My condo complex it was, it was 30 apartments and 10 condos. And those apartments were converted to condos, but never sold. 
those 30 units sold at an auction for $600,000. And I could write that check today. Um, if I had bought that house, that property in 2009, um, just a few years later, it sold for two and a half million dollars. Um, but with the knowledge I have now, I could have made that happen overnight, right? Um, so it was really just a lack of doing more mm. rather than all the little things that we could have done better. I think what people want to know, I think it's great advice, is ultimately what's the impact it's made at this point where you're at? We've heard and seen along a lot of these slides, people have really, really far along, but what's the impact it's made on your life, your family, your, your career, all of these things? I know it's a big question, but I think people would like to know like whether, uh, you know, where you're at right now. Um, well, every day, multiple times, I say, especially first thing in the morning, why am I going to work today? <laughs> and then I'm at work and I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> and then I get yelled at for something else. And I'm like, I, this is ridiculous. I can walk out the door today. Um, and that by, by itself is incredibly empowering. I'm sure I would be a lot more burned out, stressed out, frustrated if, if I knew I had to go to work. Um, I mean, fortunately, we have multiple streams of income. I am married to a radiologist, so that, that helps. Um, <laughs> um, that's one of his sources of income. One extra, oh, yeah. extra cash <laughs> source of income. Um, but fortunately, like literally since the day I started to practice, we haven't really spent any of my money for eight years. And so we've just invested all of it. Um, and so we can, we live off of one, but really she doesn't have to work either. Um, we have our midterm rentals, we have our syndications, we have our, our real estate fund. I mean, this is, um, it's, it's, a, it's a good cash flow, well, well above what we live. It's just, it would be a big mindset shift to depend on that. Um, but knowing that we have that is incredibly empowering. Mamta, what's done, what's done for you? Yeah, so I, in 2018 um, was my year where I realized that uh, other than medicine, I had to do something else. And the things which triggered this emotion was I was denied disability, private disability insurance and the life insurance because of my own health condition. And when that happened, that was a blow on my face. I was like, wow, if, if I'm not employed anymore, you know, what's the security? Like, what do I hold on to? So having this other investments and having this business and having the income, earlier this year, my husband was let go from Dell and we were just fine. We were, in fact, he was happy. He enjoyed his three months because there was no monetary, you know, there was no stress whatsoever. And pandemic has honestly been the best time in our life and our family because we got to just stay at home, spend time with each other, not worry about finances and our daily schedule. Like each day when I get up, I remember when working as a physician, we would get up, get kids ready to send them to school and get ready to go to the work. And then in the evening time, we'll see them, then feed them, put them to the bed. That's how life looked like. And now there's so much time in between and we are all so calm and collected. I just love that. Um, I, I didn't think I could ever dreamed that this was possible for me as a physician. Awesome. So, yeah. We're not common collected in my house, by the way. It doesn't matter how long. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I, I'm going to have to learn from you. Uh, Jordan, what kind of impact has it made on your life and career? And then kind of what's your outlook on everything? It, it's definitely been a, a big impact. Um, for me, it's been largely kind of mental. Um, it hasn't replaced our income yet. Um, 
but it, it hasn't had to. And, you know, I, I still really love what I do. Like I get really excited to go into work and I, I love operating and I, I love all that stuff. But a big reason of why I'm so happy doing it is because I know I don't have to. Uh, and, and I'm, I think a lot of us are the same way, you know, I could be doing the exact same thing, but if I'm doing it because I, I want to, I'm much happier than if someone's telling me that I have to. Um, so it's been big in that regard. It, it's been big for my wife as well. Like I said, she was working as a professor and she gained a lot of notoriety in her field, but felt really frustrated because just professors get paid really poorly um, and didn't feel like she was being valued properly. And this gave her the confidence to say, you know, I've achieved what I wanted to in this field and I'm going to step away from that. And so now, you know, she does real estate full time. And um, so it's it's been big. And then as we continue to grow, you know, it will eventually replace our our clinical income and give us the the ability for me to step away if i want to which that that very well may come in the future um and and up to now we've just reinvested everything except actually this past summer for the first time we used our real estate income to buy something which was just like an absurd playground for our kids to put in the backyard but it was really a nice feeling to be able to do that so that was very cool awesome christina what's it done for you and way it's impacted your career i know you talked about how your outlook on your career early on, but what's it done for you now? The biggest impact is the person that I've become through this process, through this real estate journey. Having that growth mindset goes with many things in life, especially including real estate. But I think that through this process, I found that there's a commonality with a lot of the physicians that I've met along this journey as compares compared to the physicians or the cardiologists that I've worked with. And that's the abundance mindset. And so once I started kind of tapping into developing relationships, really focusing on myself, I invested a lot in myself. I mean, I went to four conferences last year, coaching mastermind. I really was able to shift that mindset from scarcity to abundance. And that has served me so well in not just real estate and getting the passive income, but every aspect of my life. Um, and so that's been a tremendous uh, change. I've also had an identity shift. I'm not just a cardiologist. I went per diem. Um, and in addition to the small multifamily we have in Phoenix, we invested in four syndications just in the last year. And I have to give a shout out to a phenomenal mastermind that I'm a part of, people who inspire me, Freedom Five, Peter and Vikrams. And through that mastermind, I found some incredible people. I'm so grateful for my partners um, who continue to inspire me, elevate me and push me. And we are partnering on a 38 unit multifamily. Awesome. Amazing. All right. So we can, I mean, first of all, these stories are all amazing. We can go on and on. Hopefully you guys can find these people after this and you can ask some questions. They've made themselves available for you, but we're going to leave them with one tip. Okay. And when anybody's part of my leverage and growth summit, we know we like to leave people with one tip for someone who's just getting started in the journey, uh, either uh, just to help them get started. And so that next year they can be on this panel too. <laughs> So, so the easiest and fastest way to get started is to invest in a syndication. Um, I, I think that that's an easy way you can pull the trigger. The, the talk we just had before this, the eight red flags, that's fantastic. I mean, it's great to have just a, a quick bullet list. And I 100% agree with all of those. Um, I mean, invest in one deal and get started and you will learn along the way without necessarily having to do and put yourself at a lot of risk time-wise, stress-wise, financially. 
you know, there's a very limited downside risk besides that upfront capital. You don't need to worry about cash flowing a rental property thousands of dollars a month. You don't have to worry about the stress of doing your tax return for your first rental property, which is something we've all who've done this before kind of go through. It's like, oh my gosh, I, what am I doing? Um, but uh, that's easily the easiest way to get started. And then you can go from there, but pulling the first trigger and getting yourself in and then kind of pivoting as you need to. And we've done a lot of different things in real estate. We've flipped houses, uh, we've done short-term rentals, and we've always kind of pivoted into whatever worked best. But uh, get started with something that has a, a low threshold, um, the low-hanging fruit, so to speak. That's awesome. what I would recommend doing. Thank you. How about you, Mama? Mamta? That's what I would say. Like, decide what you want to do, but decide to start and put a deadline for yourself. I really think we spend a lot of time in analyzing the things that because we don't want to lose the money, but we are losing the time and that's losing money because time is money. So just decide, put a deadline that you're going to be investing before December, you know, 21st or November 1st, whatever deadline, just put a deadline on yourself. I really think that works well for me that I have the deadline, I have to make a decision, I have to active investing, passive, whatever it is, but you're going to be investing by that date. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Jordan. Um, I was going to say the exact same thing that they did, which is, is put a deadline on it and just start. Um, but I think the, the other thing is you, there's trust two people or trust two things. Trust yourself. I, I think it's amazing. You know, when I look back before I started, even just with the general personal finance stuff, that I was so confident doing all the complex stuff that all of us do as physicians every day, but so so unconfident myself in just these other simple things. Um, so you can do this. Like none of us are are smarter than any of you, obviously. Um, and then trust the numbers. I think that's the other thing is, you know, real estate is a numbers game. Um, and I came to learn this uh, from, I took the semi-retired course with Kenji and Letty. And um, that's what my wife and I constantly still remind ourselves is just trust the numbers. If the numbers work, go for it. If it doesn't, just walk away. Um, but but that's how you're going to kind of overcome the emotional hurdles is try to be as unemotional as you can. Awesome. How about you, Christina? All great advice. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say make sure that you have clarity. One of the speakers talked about this. Know where you are now. Know where you want to go in the future. What is your vision? And have that strong you know path to propel you forward. Enjoy the show. Let me know by dropping a review in the podcast app you're listening to us in. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe. Join thousands of physicians who are also on this journey to creating their ideal lives through multiple streams of income. Learn more at our website, PassiveIncomeMD.com. Thanks again for allowing me to be a part of your journey. See you next time.